Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. I'm a professional psychic, a medium. I read the Akashic Records, which is past life information. And I am a transformational life coach. So that would be using the teachings of the Course in Jesus to help you transform your life from one of fear thoughts to love and help you move forward in every area of your life. But finding your peace is always dedicated, as I say every time, to the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. And today in episode seven, we're going to talk about confessions of a recovering grump. <laughs> Wonder who that is. Might be a little bit about my story and my ability to <laughs> put these laws into practice and overcome, overcome, overcome. And if you're in the same boat and you need something to overcome, and unless you're enlightened, you're probably in that category at one level or another. Jesus says there are only levels in the illusion. So today I'm going to talk about uh, something a little bit different. I'm going to share with you, yes, the teachings from Jesus and A Course in Miracles, but also bring in uh to add to spirituality bring in quantum healing and science i uh recently was uh introduced to the work of dr joe dispenza and probably most of you know him very very well i have i i have just been really focused on the course and some other teachers eckhart tolle is a, a favorite of mine because I had the pleasure of getting to know him a little bit before he was famous. And uh, so I just love him and I followed them, but many teachers of non-duality. And I, I suggest to you to do the same to, if you're enjoying my show to look around to other teachers too, because everybody has a, a slightly different, it's, it's not that the rules change, the laws are the laws, but it's, it's interesting to hear other people's stories and how they came to overcoming and that kind of thing. So Dr. Joe Dispenza wrote the book, um, becoming supernatural i'm sure he has other titles um as as always when i do a podcast then the very next day for two weeks i'm led to what the next um podcast will it be about through my own experience and it just so happened that one night i happened to be sitting on the computer and joe Dispenza's work popped up and i pushed the button and i loved it and i thought i would share it with you today and show you how science and spirituality both talk about entering uh, with the scientific view, the, the, the unified field, which is uh, pure awareness, which is presence, one with God and all that is. And Jesus talks about that, of course, because he's leading you to the very same thing, to to get to break free from the bondage of, of the illusion that we're in. And But Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven within you. So the quantum field, which is the field of love, right? I mean, what else would it be? Scientists, it used to, it used to really bother me that people would say, 
quantum. Oh, it's quantum. What is that? And I had a lot of judgment about that because I thought, are you kidding me? It's love. What else do you think it is? And so I had to let go of my grumpiness around that because I thought, my goodness, it's love for heaven's sake. What else is there? Right. So uh, make so I hope the show, this podcast makes you aware of what's keeping you in separation. And that means where we are in pain and suffering, where we're trapped in an illusion, thinking we're separate from God and each other because we've misidentified with the body the personality and our historical self. So I hope today to give you some tools, both scientific and spiritual, which actually are going in the same direction now, for the most part, praise God. And, uh, and that you'll walk away with, with maybe different language, you know, from Jesus and also from Dr. Joe Dispenza, <clears throat> that will ring certain bells for you. I think that's the value of bringing in two different languages about the same thing. So Coming awake, coming away from your own uh, grumpiness or whatever you're, whatever ails you is generally a process. Some people wake up, as I mentioned, Eckhart Tolle, he had an awakening and it lasted. Uh, Byron Katie is another one, uh, woke up overnight laughing, you know, and it has never gone backwards. Some of the, uh, the masters in India uh, awakened, uh, Raman, Raman, Maharshi, uh, I can't think of his name, Bhagwan, that I talked about in one of the other um, uh, episodes, uh, awakened at 16 and went completely into one with God. And uh, so that he did it through self-inquiry. And we've talked about that different times. This is uh, so this today, I hope uh, you'll see yourself in and in my stories and also uh, be able to use these tools uh, to get you to overcome. So um, what is uh, my goal in this lifetime? And if you've listened to my story, which is on podcast number one, I tell my story because I've had kind of an unusual life. And of course, I'm a professional psychic and medium. I tell it because when I do the show, it's through my lens of what my experience has been just like, uh, Joe Dispenza is a is a neuro uh, has looked into neuroscience. He's a chiropractor. He's a neuroscientist. He he does brain research, that kind of thing. So everything has you see has its own uh, spin on it. Uh, a lens, I want to say it's not a spin. It's a lens. But my goal in this lifetime is absolutely to awaken. I've been told by spirit that I will, but that it's not a race. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for me, I want to right now because I you know peace. Uh, that uh, that I had in in my divine revelation, and you can listen to that on 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 podcast one, was a was an experience, a temporary experience of entering the uh, the presence, the divine presence that you will enter at the end of your last lifetime. And what happened to me just very briefly is when uh, I was born with my gifts intact, I was psychic and a medium and all of that when I was a baby laying in the crib and I could see my guides and all that. And about at age two and a half, I, um, I had a guide on each side, a male on this side, and a, a female on this side. And we, we would telepath and I could see them in the room. And I looked down and I saw baby sleepers at the end of my leg. I saw my foot in a baby sleeper and I realized I, I had reincarnated and I was so mad and I was mad at God because I thought, how dare you send me back? I mean, how dare you send me back to this craziness and this madhouse? And who are all these people? I don't want to be here. And what I did not realize at that time was that I had sent myself back. Because when you are not healed in your mind, you simply are dreaming another dream. 
And the course of a lifetime, the goal of a lifetime is to awaken from that dream. And what happens when you awaken? You find your real self. Your real self is love. And that's the goal of time space. You you think your journey will, will be about, you know, trying to move towards the happy dream abundance and love and and peace and that kind of thing. But the goal of the lifetime is to heal the mind because ultimately Jesus says there's nothing out there worth having because it's temporary. It doesn't last. You see, now I have promised that we will talk today, how to move towards your, your abundance and good relationships and peace and all of that. But ultimately you will have to know that you do have to let go of the desires for wanting these things. And as you come more towards letting go of your, your guilt and your ego and you live in the now and you let go of the past, uh, these things will start to happen that you will start to feel the love that's already within you. Remember the kingdom of God is within you. So the goal of this lifetime is to return to your true nature. And what is it? It's love and love is all there is. And love has no opposite. It doesn't, uh, it, it has, it, love is the only thing that's real, but the stories we tell ourselves are what are fearful. And we look out in the world and we see a fearful world often. And if, if you're following the news, Maybe not a good idea. <clears throat> That's not really how you can get your best information. But if you uh, if you are doing that, it's really easy to go to believe in the fear. And all that does is separate your mind even further and create more fear. Because what you focus on, you create. So both Joe Dispenza and Jesus are talking about the same thing, how we have to unlearn um, the egoic self, that part that judges, that part judges ourself and each other thinks that we're separate. Um, these are essentially fierce thoughts. And, you know, this includes anger and jealousy and poor self-image and not good enough, you know, depression, anxiety, sadness, being a victim, uh, you know, even agitation, just a little bit is, is a signal that you're in separation. If you, you can be sure that even if you're just a little agitated, just a little grumpy, that that is because you're thinking a thought that is not true, because if it were true, it would be peaceful and loving. Now, that's a lot to take in, but that's your goal. So <clears throat> Dr. Dispenza talks about uh, that it's the thoughts we think and how we feel that determines our state of being. Now, if you're on a spiritual path, you know that, that it's what you think and what you feel that keeps you perpetuating the same reality and they say of course in any law of attraction course that you have to feel what you want to feel first before it manifests you have to be a vibrational match to it but jesus talks about the uh talks about the thoughts of fear needing to be transformed thoughts of love either way it's an undoing it's a retraining of the mind joe dispensa says firing and rewiring as he talks about changing the neurochemistry in your brain but Jesus talks about, and, and, and the Course in Miracles really does take you through the different stages to the transcendent. I mean, beta to alpha to theta to gamma. It reprograms your mind as well. It's just in a different language. It happens to be Judeo-Christian. I don't know if that is difficult for you to hear. It's non-gender. It's not, it's not gender specific, even though he talks about the father and the son and all of that. If you can get past that, the language is very beautiful. And the way it's written, I think, will touch your heart because it's spectacular. Uh, So let me read from the preface of The Course in Miracles. This is the book, and you can get it from the Foundation of Inner Peace. Mine is really dog-eared. If you're following along, this is from the preface 
<clears throat> and it, it, it sums up the entire course in like two or three lines. And I'm going to read it for you and see if you can get this. And I'll explain it after I read it. Nothing real can be threatened. This is the preface of the book. This is before you even get started. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Okay, let's break that down. Nothing real can be threatened because love is the only thing that's real. And only God created only what is real, which is love, right? So nothing, love can't be threatened. And and you can't be threatened, really. Your body is temporary. But even Jesus didn't die on the cross. He rose. That's the whole point of the resurrection. So, I mean, you know, part of it is to understand that there is no death. So nothing real can be threatened because only only love is real. Anything that you made up in your mind is not real, which is nothing unreal exists. So when you know that that you can't really be threatened, herein lies the peace of God. I hope that makes sense to you. If you can get that, you may not need the course. <laughs> you may not need to go through the whole workbook, 365 day lessons, if you can get that. Because um, what's real and 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 what I'm going to talk about today will help you get back to what is real, which is love. And it's an undoing. It's an unlearning because we're taught these things in the uh, in our childhood. Um, so as I said, there's no opposite to love, and, and and it's not fear or hatred. That's the opposite because love's all encompassing, and that's what you have to remember. Love is all encompassing. Uh, the rest is simply an illusion, a shadow cast by our own thoughts and projected outward on the screen of life. And then we, but when we start to awaken, we realize that what is out there isn't anything more than the projection of our own mind, even when we see bodies and the earth and the multi-universe. So um, we live eternally. We are spirit and love, and we are an extension of source. And, you know, it's just like a ray of sun is an extension of the sun, S-U-N. We are an extension of the source, S-O-N. We're called the son of God. We are actually one mind. So it really matters that you know that because when you go to heal your mind and learn your lessons and let go of your grievances and your judgments and let go of the past, which this show is about, uh, you will get back to that love. Now, the whole point of any true spiritual practice is actually the cessation of thought, because when you stop thinking, your mind is present and you can feel the divine presence, which is the unmanifest, which is what you are. When your mind is talking, it makes um, thought makes duality because you've got two. You have the talking who you think you are. The talking in your head, that's the conscious mind that that you've got the subconscious mind, the conscious mind and and subconscious is often called the soul. And then you have the conscious mind, which tries to figure everything out mentally. And that messes you up is what it does. And then you have the super conscious mind, that part of you that's never left the source. And that's called Holy Spirit. That's also you at the God level that helps you to think with your right mind, as Jesus says, to help you see things differently so that you can see only love, if that makes sense. So when you stop thinking, like I did in my experience where where uh, time space collapsed and, and everything went still, I actually entered the eternal now. And that's how I knew what the goal was for, uh, for, for my course of study, because I had been on a path for a long time and I had started the course in miracles and was practicing it. And then this happened and I had another, I had two divine revelations. And um, 
that changes the course of your life when you know what the goal is. It's like you get a peek into the eternal and you really want that more than anything. And then you realize I'll, I'll, it's, it's worth more than anything else, even your best relationship, because that too is going to change. The love doesn't change, but the bodies die, right? So duality, thought equals duality, because there's two, there's subject and object. There's me and that, and, and that will keep you trapped can be trapped on the evolutionary path for millions of years. Did you know that? That's a really long time to be in pain and suffering. So the goal is to back yourself out of that so that you can experience yourself as pure awareness or presence. Okay. So here's what happens. And Joe Dispenza says this, when you wake up every morning, you start thinking, and what are you thinking about your problems? And what are your problems about the past? Everything is about the past. He said, it's a record of our past and the emotions create a state of being that's in the past. So he says that a familiar past creates a predictable future. Well, you can see that because that's sort of like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and thinking you're going to get a different outcome. So he says that a familiar past creates a predictable future. So how do we change it? You know, he says, and I think this is really a good way to put it. He says, are you going to be defined by your memory bank? Think about that. It's just a bunch of random thoughts. Most of them aren't true anyway. When you learn the Course in Miracles, you've made them up based on judgment and separation. So are you going to be willing to drag that forward or would you like to open the door for something new? I mean, that's really what it what it comes down. He says down to he says we make our past more believable than our future. And I'm going to read a little bit today, which I don't generally do, but I want to share with you a little bit from the workbook uh, about what Jesus says about the past, because. It's very, very powerful, and it'll also give you a taste of, if you want to study the Course in Miracles, what it is like, because uh, he says, this is lesson one. It's a, Keep in mind, it's the very first lesson in the book. There are 365 workbook lessons. You do not have to do them that fast. I have spent time over certain ones that I really wanted to grasp or needed to grasp, and uh, as long as you don't do two at once, that's fine. So here's lesson one. And if you can get this, you don't have to go on. I had to go on. But here it is. Lesson one. Nothing. I. This is about the past. Nothing I see in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place, means anything. Means anything. Now, here's the exercise. Look around you slowly. And you can do this while I'm, while I'm reading it. And practice applying this idea very specifically to whatever you see. This table does not mean anything. This chair does not mean anything. This hand does not mean anything. This foot does not mean anything. This pen does not mean anything. Okay, now take a look farther away from your immediate area and apply the idea to a wider range. For instance, that door does not mean anything. That body does not mean anything. That lamp does not mean anything. That sign does not mean anything. That shadow does not mean anything. Notice these these statements are not arranged in any order and make no allowance for differences in the kinds of things to which they are applied. That is the purpose of the exercise. The statement should merely be applied to anything you see. As you practice the idea for the day, use it totally indiscriminately. Do not attempt to apply it to everything you see for these exercises should not become ritualistic. Only be sure that nothing you see is, is specifically excluded. One thing is 
like another as far as the application of the idea is concerned. Okay, so lesson one, nothing I see on this room, in this room or on the street or anything means anything. That's a bold statement, but it's the beginning of the undoing, understanding that you don't know what anything means. Lesson two, I have given everything I see in this room, on the street, from this window, in this place, all the meaning it has for me. Now, what he's saying is that you've been programmed to think that's a chair, that's a this, that's a that. That's subject and object again. When you get into presence, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle the other night, and I'll talk about his awakening experience so that it gives you some idea. He says he 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 has almost no thoughts. And when he walks, say, in nature, for instance, he just sees tree. He feels the presence of the tree and he, he notes tree, sky. He doesn't go on a tangent about what he thinks about that and where that came from. So nothing means anything. And I have given all the meaning that has, uh, I've, I've given it all the meaning that it has for me. No, lesson three goes, I do not understand anything I see in this room. Well, if you've given it meaning, um, or somebody told you that's what it was, how would you really know that that was true? Lesson four, these thoughts do not mean anything. So now we're graduating to not only do objects not mean anything that, that you think they mean, but your thoughts don't either. Say so your, your, your thoughts don't either because your thoughts are based on separation. It's not the truth. I said in the last episode about holy relationships that Jesus explains that in the end, when you forgive the world and yourself, you see the perfected world, which is, he said, so lovely to look on it. Everything is beautiful. Eckhart talks about this, that everything is truly alive and lovely to look at. So he says, these thoughts do not mean anything. He says, the aim here is to train you in the first steps towards the goal of separating the meaningless from the meaningful. It is first first attempt in the long range purpose of learning to see the meaningless as outside of you and the meaningless and the meaningful as within you. Because remember, he said, there's nothing out there. This thought, so it would go like this, this thought about Bob giving me a hard time does not mean anything. It is like the things I see in this room on the street and so on. So that's, that's how we create a past. Uh, because we have assigned meaning or we were taught that obviously as children that's a tree that's a this that's a that that's a bad emotion that person is you know it goes on like that so consequently if you don't know what anything is for and you've given it all the meaning you see then you can't be upset for the reason that you think because it's not you see how that correlates you're never upset for the reason uh, he says i'm not angry at Bob, for the reason I think, well, the reason that you would ever be angry is because you're in separation. You can't feel the love of your true self. So I'm not worried for the reason I think, and I'm not depressed for the reason I think. So keep that in mind as you go through your emotions uh, this week and, and you feel the experience come up. Remember that you gave it all the meaning it has, and you're not upset about it for the reason that you think. Uh, and he says, I am upset because I see something that is not there. What what is what would that mean? That would be something that is not there is that I'm projecting through my mind what I think that is. And and I've had the experience more than once where when I was in a transcendent state, a heightened state of reality, the room began to shimmer and everything, all the form began to just it, it disappeared. I, I, I had a fence just shimmer like a hologram and disappear in front of me one time. It's not solid. It's not what you think. So the whole lesson is I see only the past, don't we? 
my and my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. So that's what Joe Dispenza is saying is that when you wake up, you're thinking of the past and that's, that's what's keeping you thinking. Right. So I wanted to share that with the course because those are how the lex- the exercises actually reprogram. They erase what you think, you know, and put in place what is real. So um, let's see. Yeah. So it keeps you out of subject object that keeps you out of duality. So um, right, you know, first thing in the morning, what's really important is that you start your day with God. And what I have absolutely rehearsed until I, I don't have any feeling for doing this anymore. So I used to grab my phone and I bet you do too, or check your emails or whatever, or you have the light on and the message pops up. It can't even pop up in the middle of the night. If you're on Facebook, uh, totally annoying. And the light goes on and, and you just are compelled to look at that. Well, I turn my phone off now. I turn my computer off. I turn everything off so that in the morning I am not distracted because my whole focus in the morning is to wake up and reconnect with my God self so that I live the day connected to the unified field to the, and, and, and my thoughts and my feelings are um, creating my reality and I want to, I want to draw what is loving to me, what is abundant to me. And so I start the day. Uh, you can, you can start it with the Course in Miracles, and he's Jesus says, "Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom?" I like that because it changes why you think you're here, and and it, and and you are saying, "I will follow you. I will follow." that part of me that's the God self that's reading from the big playbook. And I'm going to do it your way today, not my will, but thy will. Joe Dispenza says, wake up uh, expecting the unexpected. Don't expect the day to be, oh God, ho-hum, you know, that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, and and I love Florence Scoville. She, and I'm not going to share much from her this time. I'll do another show on her because she's fantastic. She was a metaphysician that lived in the road in the twenties, but she said, uh, if you want to do a morning prayer, um, she says affirmation in the morning, I give thanks for this perfect day. Miracle shall follow miracle and wonders shall never cease. Now I've been doing that. And it's true that when you expect the unexpected and good things and you monitor your thoughts and keep moving, you will see miracles because it's what you focus on and what you expect. And you in faith and in a state of expectancy, you are going to get that. Joe Benza says, and this is really true, and I love this. If you can't get out of bed in the morning, it's because you can predict the feeling of everything that's going to happen. And the body is resigned to the same old familiar, oh, oh my, another mundane day. Isn't that interesting? that you can predict it. So do you expect the same outcomes every day or are you agitated that the same emotions come up for you every day? He says that nerve cells fire and wire together and the body gets accustomed to the familiar emotions of guilt and anger and, you know, all those things. So, and I've talked about this endlessly, observe your thoughts and decide what you want to fire and wire in your brain. And he says, if it feels uncomfortable, it's normal. And of course it is because it's the unknown. And he's speaking from a brain situation. Your neurons have, uh, you have to pre-fire and wire your new experience. So he says, as you go to the same places, see the same people, do the same things, your environment can be controlling you because every person place and experience and experience has a neurological network in your brain. 
So some people now get this because this is really fabulous. I'm glad he stated it this way. Some people will use their boss to reaffirm their addiction to judgment. Is that you? Uh, Some people will use their enemy to reaffirm their addiction to hatred. Some people will use their friends to reaffirm their addiction to suffering. Now, I've, I've done that. I've done that when when there was a time when I really, really, really was having a hard time. And then there's a friend that you always call. And maybe you do this, too. And you commiserate every time something goes out. Instead of settling it within in yourself, you reach for the phone. That has to stop because the answers are within you. And because that is an energy of complaining and being a victim. And if that's what you want to be, then, you know, keep it up. Oh my goodness. If you want to be grumpy, that'll help you talk to somebody. I have told friends before and I have let friends go that can't stop being a victim because I, I didn't want to do that anymore because my relationships are conscious. And yes, we all complain every now and then sometimes we just, it just comes out, but boy, if you can catch it as soon as it does and, and make, make every effort to start overcoming that, that's what you need to do. See, when you feel the presence, he says, People do this because they need to feel the outer world to feel something. They need to have an emotional charge in the outer world to feel something. But when you feel the presence, you don't need that uh, uh, that drama. You don't need that because you feel alive. You don't need the stimulus to feel alive. The presence makes you feel alive. Does that make sense? So it's within you already. You don't need that drama. So uh, to change is to be greater than your environment and your circumstances. And uh, one way is to disconnect through meditation. But of course, that can give you a a leg up, especially in the morning. And like like me starting with my affirmations and, and, and my thy will be done today. And I will follow. And I know I've, I've been heard and answered and I'll pay attention. Um, So, you know, it's about unlearning and relearning and firing and rewiring. That's the spiritual and the scientific together. Just And he says, you know, and this is really true. Just because you think a thought doesn't mean it's true. That's what Jesus said in, in the workbook that I read to you. You've assigned everything that and you don't know what it's for. And so you're making judgments about it. <laughs> it's incredible when you think about it, isn't it? it I mean, it really is. Uh, Jesus says, you have invented, invented the world you see, and you can give it up as easily as you invented it. He says, he also says, I'm not a victim of the world I see. That's one of the core lessons in the course. This is a declaration and it applies to your inner and outer worlds equally that, uh, that you will not yield and put yourself in bondage by being a victim. So that's, that's another way to ungrump the self. So we're talking about going from victim to creator. And of course you have to take responsibility for that. And, and you have to become aware of your thoughts, which I've talked about in this podcast before. Uh, science calls that metacognition. When you become aware of the thoughts you're thinking, you're less likely to go unconscious. And that's true. It's the beginning of being awake when you realize who is that voice in my head? It's not me. It's my ego. It's, it's the endless chatty carnal mind. And it's mostly unconscious. So that's really the beginning of of awakening. And it's the beginning of how you retire your old self and rewire your new self. I like the language that he uses. I think it's great. He uses a garden analogy. And of course, you would understand this, that when you uh, when you 
are going to grow something new, you have to pull out the weeds, you have to take out the rocks, you have to tenderize the soil. I mean, it's the same thing in your brain. When you're changing and you become uncomfortable, he says it's usually because a program jumps in. Yes, it does. And you're not familiar with staying present and dealing with the situation. So you, you, you jump back to the, the program. But he says every thought creates a chemical. And if you know anything about uh, about brain chemistry, that, that's what's going on. Every thought creates a chemical. So if you think an unlimiting thought, you get different chemicals. And if you think a self-deprecating or a survival thought, it actually tears down the body. Uh, Jesus says the body is torn down by living in the past, living in the future, judgment, guilt, uh, yeah. Uh, all, all of those that that the body will actually serve you for the length of time it's supposed to be here in perfection, but it is worn down and we sort of die too soon before we can awaken. Um, and and not everybody's probably meant to awaken in every lifetime, but there's more energy for it now because there's more more there's more um, of this knowledge available, you know. Um, and habit, you know, is just unconscious thought that goes through repetition. Remember, familiar past, predictable future. So spirit told me this a while ago and it really helped me. And then I noticed that Joe Dispenza uh, was talking about it too. And it's, it's a good habit. If, if you have a charge on something and you don't, and, and every time it gets you, it comes around and you're almost surprised because it's like, ah, oh, that, that is really bothering me. And it comes up, it could be a person, it could be a situation with me. It can be uh, Instacart <laughs> and, 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 and lousy customer service or whatever, Although I'm creating that, that's a misalignment within me, but uh, somebody can just tick you off and it happens again and again. Maybe you're fine and then you get out in the morning traffic and then you're mad. And uh, he says, write it down. And this is what spirit told me, write down what you're going to do the next time and rehearse it in your brain, rehearse it in your mind, see it going well. I I told a story on myself a little while ago that... um, that I, if I will pause for a minute, I will hear the kind thing that I can say rather than what I would be habitual, what would be my habitual response. Um, because I, I, I have been, um, I have had a, a real sharp tongue and uh, I'm breaking that habit. So he says, write it down. And this is what the spirit told me and rehearse it in your mind. It actually refires it fires new uh, new neurological pathways, which is interesting, and and uh, and you know so maybe you, maybe you're compelled to go at it that way. That it's fight you're firing and rewiring your brain. Um, this can be when you feel an emergency and or judgment, impatience, depression, chemicals fire that make you addicted to that life that you don't even like. Isn't that something? I mean, you don't even like that, and it's happening again. So. If you're going to change, you have to say, I'm not going to say I can't. You're not going to complain, blame, judge, make excuses, be a victim, or talk about people. And we all do that because because we believe ourselves to be a body and that person is out there. And like I said in, in, in uh, podcast number two, if they would change, I could be at peace. I would be at peace. So Joe says, and this is interesting because I found this too, you could be on a roll and you can get this going for a couple of hours. But then what happens is the body is conditioned to say, hey, normally by this time of day, you're in traffic and you're complaining. And so you you can go into unconsciousness and in the default of what your mind has normally been used to 
being programmed by. But this is when you want to reaffirm what you really want. So um, this is this is uh, this is why you check in with yourself. And if you want to look at podcast four, I talk about how you connect with Holy Spirit, that part of you that's the voice for God, that part of you that's your God self. And you check in and you get still. And you correct, you self-correct. That's what you do. And you, you do it in the morning. And every time you're tired or you're set off in some way, you need to rec- stop it right then if you can. If, if you can't, make a mental note. And then in the evening, you say, how did I do? And 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 you take notes. And I, I'm fond of telling people that work with me, write it down at the end of the day uh, where you made progress and how you could do the next better. Don't beat yourself up about it. But make a note and then you fire those new neurons. He calls it plasticity. And uh, this installs new circuits in the brain so you can modify your behavior next time. Does that make sense? I mean, it really does. And the thing is, and, and I've worked with people and and uh, and and I certainly do this for myself. When you clear energy, when you release trapped emotion, that energy is then free to heal the body to uh, enter the uh, the transcendent, to have a creative new idea come to you. I mean, that energy is set free for the good. So uh, I actually broke a pattern of fight or flight, which was a habit that when I would get angry, and I, I did this for years, that my body would actually get up out of the chair on its own, and I'd be out the door and walk away. And then I'd get in the other room and I'd, or down the road, and I'd always regret it. I think, oh, I hate that that happened. Well, I actually caught myself and I could see my body getting up. I I felt my body begin to rise up when I was upset and I caught myself and I said, no, we're going to sit back down and we're going to be present and do this. And then the love came in and then the thought came to me how to proceed. I became very present in the moment. And then it came to me how to speak kindly, how to resolve the situation. That's a, a very big deal. And he calls that a victory. And I would say so. Because we are programmed for the same and, and we need to break out. So I, I had uh, a lots of practice this last year with, with uh, people that annoyed me. We had six months of construction where I live, where they were literally taking a sledgehammer next to my head in the wall. I wasn't able to move. I had to go through that. And I, and I, I didn't think I was going to be able to live through it. And it's amazing what you can endure and you can let it go by not resisting and by working with spirit. Um, I had a, a doctor that came to the door that I had had a big disagreement with. I had a lot of quarrel with him and his treatment of a loved one. And uh, he was coming to visit again. And I rehearsed in my mind what to do. I mean, I literally did. It, it was it was like you have to overcome. It's not about positive thinking. It's overcoming, overcoming, overcoming. Right. So in the morning, get yourself straight and expect the unexpected. He says, that's how we should live. You know, it's like you're, you know, it's like how he says when you were a kid and you were going to go on a field trip, you're up and dressed, you're excited, you know, so you have to stay conscious, but it takes a lot of energy. And it's what Jesus calls the little willingness. You have to give the the Holy Spirit a little, little willingness and say, how can I see this differently? You cannot say it's too hard. My life will never change. I'll start tomorrow because those, those thoughts are hardwired in your brain. That's what you don't realize maybe. Uh, so when you become aware, you're no longer you're no longer subject to the programming. So um, and, you know, when you understand that thinking and feeling is causing an outcome in your life, you realize that you're creating your own reality anyway. 
you're not a victim. You're creating it. So you can change it because the only thing that's real is love. Jesus says you invented it. And he says, if something distresses you, you just say, I've invented this situation as I see it. And I can choose peace instead of this. So Joe says that the Newtonian world is all about the predictable and predicting the future. But the quantum reality, the quantum model of reality is about causing an effect. And the moment, for instance, when you start to feel abundant, you're attracting your wealth. When you start to feel empowered, you're attracting your success. These are his words, but I, but it's true. I, I like it. The moment you start uh, uh, falling in love with life, you create an equal, you, uh, 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 someone on the outside. So of course, in miracles talks about cause and what, what caused there's cause and effect. If you work the level of cause where you're not just doing good in the world, and that's a good thing. You always want to be kind and gentle in the world. But when you heal your own mind, you know, you Holy Spirit will collapse time space for you. So because you don't have to go over the same lesson or wherever it would appear in another life or in a simultaneous reality, that lesson is over. So he says it can save you a thousand years. And that's why you want to work at the level of cause and heal only stay in your own lane and, 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 and guide, you know, only clean up your own mind because your reality will change on the outside. You won't have a charge on those things anymore. And, and you'll have a different reality happen. Um, I, I did a healing session for a couple of ladies uh, that were in a class of mine called connecting with the divines was several years ago. And uh, they both had issues that were of course, based in past and relationship issues. And we were able to find the issue and see the truth of it. And it shifted for them and it shifted out of the body. And when I got home, spirit told me that I had made a ripple in the universe, which is beautiful because look how powerful you are. You made a ripple in the universe because when you get free, when you heal yourself, you free other people in other dimensions. This is that we're one mind. You have to remember that. That's how powerful we are. So you want to watch your words. Uh, you don't want to blame yourself. You don't want to speak lack, uh, unforgiveness. You don't want to complain. And that's that's hard today, uh, especially. But but take yourself away from the things that are that are doing that and rehearse it in your mind so you don't so you don't do that again. Doctor Joe Dispenza talked about oxytocin which is a chemical that is fired in the body. It's like when you're in the honeymoon stage of a relationship, when you're in love. And he said, when the body, when you start to reprogram and you're feeling more and more love, the body starts to produce this chemical called oxytocin. And it's, it's what happens when you're, when you're healing your mind, when you're forgiving, he says, when you get enough that's going on in your heart, when you open your heart, and it, it, the oxytocin is released to your brain, it's impossible to hold a grudge. Well, that's what's happening when you're healing your mind with the Course in Miracles or any other spiritual practice. When you stop thinking, you just feel the presence, you feel the love. So um, that's something, you know, really to know. Um, let's see, what else do I have for you? So there again, if you want to be wealthy, you can't take lack into your new reality. You've got to decide what you're going to take with you into the future. You, you, you can't take lack. If you want to be healthy, you can't take fear and insecurity. And if you do this every day, honestly, it will begin to change. You will see it because every time you shift it, there's a corresponding outer shift. I promise you there is. I mean, I, I could tell you stories on another podcast, but my relationships are healing. My, my experience is changing. I, I had the best Instacart shopper of my life the other day. And I have probably a list of complaints 
long and loud on Instacart and it's my misalignment. And, and I mean, this young man was, I have always complained that they're terrible communicators. He communicated about everything. I got everything that I want. He offered to bring him in the house, put it away for me. Holy smokes. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I had to congratulate myself and I tipped him extra because it, it was a victory for me. You know, it was stop complaining and start realigning yourself. So Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, yeah, the thing about the outside world is that most of us want it out there. We we do. But you have to realize this is how you get to it changing out there. But ultimately, there is no out there. And so the work is always within yourself. So, yeah, I mean, it just is. And science and spirituality agree that to enter the transcendent, which is love, which is one uh, one with God and all it is, uh, is the goal because it's the end of separation. Even Joe Dispenza talked about the world being a hologram. It is, it's a dream, it's an illusion, it's a matrix and and we believe in it until we don't, okay? So that's the good news. Um, the Let's see how much more I have here that I want to share with you. Okay, so... In the last episode, I was talking about what Jesus shared and I actually read from the book because the words are so beautiful. Because remember, he's already made the trip and he's written, of course, in miracles so we can see that as we uh, fire and rewire, as we forgive, as it's radical forgiveness where we realize there's nothing to forgive because I'm innocent and holy and so are you and we live eternally. We're one mind and we only we only need to wake up to that reality. But he says, when you have forgiven the world and yourself, you leave the unforgiven world, which is what we're looking at a world of turmoil now. And we see the perfection of everything. And then the next step is that after you experience the beauty and how things really are, he says, even that disappears and God lifts you up into the unmanifest where you're super conscious, where you're at one, you're in the eternal now, which is an incredible thing to look forward to. And when I said about me being a grump and, you know, cause I, did, I never wanted to be here. I couldn't, I could not relate to children my age. I never could. I was like, who are these monkeys and why are they so all over the place screaming and not sitting down and, and waiting for the teacher. And, and I, I just, I just, I, I just thought my God, this place is a madhouse and I don't want any part of it. And I went through that for a really long time and I tried to escape through something out there, fame and fortune and all that. And I ended up on a spiritual path and, and I ended up changing some of my grumpiness for a friend of mine said, uh, you're the, you're the cheerleader for humanity. It, it did change my perspective, but I did fall from grace uh, because I, I didn't, I didn't follow Holy Spirit. And I, I made some moves I've had to forgive myself for that created an outer reality that was very challenging. So believe me when I say uh, uh, we create it and we can change it, we can change it. So um, I, I listened to a, a, a really, uh, it's called a rare interview of Eckhart Tolle, and I, I, I love him. And uh, he talks about his awakening, but not in detail. And she was interviewing, this lady was interviewing about what do you experience in your daily world? And the reason I share this is because you're going towards the happy dream is what Jesus says. You're going towards a world that feels more peaceful, but what you need to know is that it doesn't mean when you awaken that every problem is 
it's not a problem. It's in, Eckhart says his challenges still arise. It doesn't become a problem because you're not drawn in. You don't go into the drama. The emotion doesn't pull you back. You might have a thought, but the thoughts are fleeting. And right away, the presence comes in and you're making decisions from the superconscious mind, if that makes sense. And so not everything. I mean, there are masters who are enlightened that die from cancer and people look at them and judge and say, you know, whatever. But the mind is is the only thing that heals. And I don't mean the brain. I mean, the mind. So that might be a little bit different. I don't know if Mr. Dispenza knows that, but uh, it doesn't matter because he is firing and wiring love of all life. And that's the same goal for giving self and, and each other. But I just want to tell you that, you know, uh, even enlightened people still have physical illness and that kind of thing. But the way they experience and deal with it is different than what we do from the carnal mind, because we're not drug. We wouldn't be drug around when we awaken. We, we're not drug around by our emotions. We're not drug around by the past because we're living in the now. And And it's really, really important to see in your life which is why I read from the course, you don't know what anything is for. And if you have children to remember, you might want to pick up Eckhart's children's book about, we call this a tree or, you know, think about it when you're programming and what you're programming for yourself and others, uh, leave room to see it differently. Call on the Holy spirit, your God self, you know, to see that differently. So let's see, we have about five more minutes. Let me just, do a, a quick, uh, because, you know, when you get to that place, what's going to happen for you is uh, no more duality. You, you, you enter the state of presence, which is oneness with all life. And it, what it means for you is the end of recycling in the serial dream. You actually wake up and you don't have a need for a body anymore, which was, you know, good news for me when I found the Course in Miracles, because I was moving along in my path. Uh, after I had, you know, awakened with the sleepers and um, baby sleepers and said, oh, my God. And then I fell, uh, I fell into ego like everybody else. And uh, then when I had an, an awakening in the 80s and the 90s, when everything really blew up and, and opened up and I started uh, slicing and dicing the ego for real, I still had, uh, I still didn't know until I got to the Course in Miracles how to, how to ex- extricate myself from the matrix. And um, self-love, I want to say, is 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 I did a show on self-love. Look it up if you want to, because it's the key to self-mastery. I mean, you have to love yourself first before you can love everybody else. You, the kingdom of God is within and love your brother as yourself are two of Jesus's commandments. But it's really hard to love somebody else if you haven't forgiven yourself. So I just want to say that today. So quick recap. Um, only love is real. What is real cannot be threatened. What is unreal does not exist. Herein lies the peace of God. You're here to heal your mind. Your thoughts and your emotions are what create your state of being. You can become aware of your thoughts and change them. Uh, We refire and rewire the past. So you have to live in the now. Jesus says now is the appointed hour. It's it's actually against spiritual law to live in the past. And you can see why that would be because it keeps you in separation. It violates God's law. It says you're in fear and you believe in two 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 gods. You're you're following two instead of one. You need to follow God and live in the now and have faith. So um you remember what he said in the workbook, nothing means anything uh that you think. And um It's not positive thinking, but it's overcoming. You fire and wire new patterns 
uh, in combinations that take you from beta, which is the problem solving mind to alpha to it's actually betas where you're having the problems. Alpha is, is, is the carnal mind, the mind that kicks in to help solve the problems. Theta is, this, is, is the subconscious that needs to be reprogrammed. And gamma is the transcendent realm. So this is what happens if you want it from the scientific part. You have to decide on the demotion, emotions you're going to feel and teach yourself how that's going to feel and stay connected. Choose peace, everything you want, everything else you want, you have to let go. You just have to let go and choose peace. You need to work at the quantum level and, and work at the level of cause, because that is how you're going to choose. That's how you're going to collapse time space. And in return from this to, for all of this willingness and efforting of, of staying conscious, you are going to return to your real self. It will be the cessation of thought. That's the goal. So there isn't a subject and an object. And uh, this can help you be a recovering grump or recovering from anxiety, depression, anger, uh, betrayal, any of that, guys, this works on absolutely everything this works on. So uh, if anybody is interested in, I hope this gave you tools, there were tons of them to look at it scientifically and to look at it with spirituality. The quantum field, the unified field is all God all love and that's what we are and you have to remember that jesus says i am spirit i am spirit and so are you when you look with spiritual sight when you can get out of the past and in the now and stop naming everything and thinking you know what everything is about it leads the way to vision is what he says and what he means by that is christ vision uh so if anybody is interested if you're interested in booking a reading with me or a coaching session you can find me at shellyjmiller.com s-h-e-l-l-y-j-miller.com i'll leave my phone 949-237-2960 949-237-2960 when you go to my website please join the email if you'd like um announcements about what's going on and specials that i run sometimes i have a youtube channel it is uh Shelly J. Miller, Psychic Medium. And of course, I will be back on Finding Your Peace on BBS Radio Station One. Two weeks from now, every other Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. uh, uh, Pacific Time, I'm on talking about The Course in Miracles and uh, hopefully adding to your day. So just remember, guys, you can overcome anything and and uh, you just have to have the little willingness to do it and stay with it. Love yourselves. You're the light of the world. You are truly loved because you're perfect love. Take that with you this week. Much love to you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShellyJMiller.com.